Hello and welcome to night number 14 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 2, the sequel. So for night number 14, I decided to do a request that I got from Mr. Darth Zigzag or Opus Garza, a man of many names. I know he wanted me to do a Adam Analyzes on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, possibly even the entire series. I'm not actually going to have enough time to get to the entire series or do a series rundown of Texas Chainsaw Massacre this year. However, I did want to cover the original 1974 Toby Hooper classic. So with that, here it is, Night 14, and this is 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So what can actually be said about this movie that hasn't been said before? Probably nothing, really. In thinking about it, in all the different articles that I've read in the past on the movie, the movie has been analyzed to death. But I am going to state that if you haven't seen the original, I believe that it is 100% an essential horror film to watch. I actually like this one a little bit better than even the Friday the 13th films. Uh, the Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Halloween. I actually like this one better than all of those combined. But I am going to say that this series as a whole, I've seen just about every sequel in this Texas Chainsaw series. And I'm going to tell you, the sequels are really, really awful. Even Toby Hooper couldn't... I guess, replicate his success with the original movie as he did do the sequel. And we were gifted with Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, two reboots. Yeah, I, can, I guess we can say two reboots. And maybe even three reboots, actually, thinking about it. There was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was the reboot. We had a sequel to that reboot. Then we had the forget that reboot, we're making a sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw, which is amazingly awful, by the way. And then we were also given the movie Leatherface, which was a choose-your-own-adventure and pick who, uh, who is Leatherface to try to guess it. So, I don't know. This is a odd series. I don't think it really warranted sequels. As a matter of fact, I did even forget one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, which was more or less a remake of the original movie, which totally amped up the cross-dressing and ridiculousness, and even had Matthew McConaughey with a, I guess, robot leg? Yeah. Um, maybe I'll revisit some of those in future 31 Nights of Frights. Uh, it's just not happening this year. But anyway, let's get back to the original movie. So I first saw this movie when I was about maybe six. Uh, the movie itself is really pretty tame as far as any kind of gore. And that's one of the most impressive things about it is that this movie is known for being so brutal and nasty. And yet there's very little blood and gore throughout the entire film. I think probably some of the worst things that they show is probably when the, the girl is put on the meat hook. That's pretty nasty. And also the part where guys hit in the face by a meat tenderizer. Now, if you noticed, I have not used any of their names because for the most part, everybody here is kind of forgettable. 
it does have that creep factor going for it as far as the driving down roads that you do not know and trying to get back to the family homestead and it may not be the same as when you left it. The primary one that's driving this whole thing is Franklin. Franklin, I remember. Franklin is in a wheelchair and also I remember him because of the fact that he whines like crazy throughout the entire movie and uh, a lot of the things he says it kind of makes me laugh. It's not funny but when he rolls down the down out the truck and he rolls down the hill a little bit it, it is kind of humorous and I, I do believe that it's played up for laughs. No, I do not think that somebody with disabilities is a laughing matter. However, with the way he's portrayed and the things that he does throughout the movie, it is kind of funny. But with that being said, Franklin is actually my favorite character in the movie. Sadly, he does not make it to the very end. And this movie does suffer from the final girl type of slasher film, if we want to group it into a slasher movie. And... Honestly, I think it's one of the better slasher films around because it is, in fact, different. I know that Toby Hooper based this off of Ed Gein, and Ed Gein has been interpreted and retrofitted into other things, such as Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. But what they really tried to do here is ramp up the cannibalism and making things out of skin, such as a lampshade and stuff in this movie. Which, if you read up on the history of Ed Gein, he was a pretty sick dude, and he did such things. One of the best things about this movie is the way it's shot. Toby Hooper, being a relatively unknown at this point, he shot this movie, I guess, guerrilla style. So, he was really under the gun and under the pressure to deliver a movie. Not so much that he wanted to meet a deadline with producers or anything, but... He actually had to meet a deadline with himself because he was running out of money and he was trying to shoot it as cheap as possible because he had no money. This movie was shot for roughly about 140000 I read that the adjustment for inflation today would probably be about $700,000. Really seems like a lot for the movie that's presented here. However, I guess a lot of that went to the cost of renting the equipment here. The movie itself wound up making over $30 million in the box office, and I, I would say that's a pretty good investment. But I really love the fact that there's a lot of grittiness to this movie. There is also something you don't see in a lot of horror films, broad daylight shots. Some of the kills actually appear in actual daylight. It's not in darkness or anything. A lot of times we feel safe in the light and that maybe when night falls, that's when things happen. No, in this, we get characters being killed in daytime. And I think that's one of the things that makes this unique. He was wise enough to do something like that. And with the way it's shot, it has a very realistic tone and look throughout the movie. I originally heard that this movie was rated NC-17 not the case. This movie has always been rated R from what I see. But the more interesting thing about this is the fact that he was aiming for a PG rating because keep in mind the PG-13 rating at that point in time did not exist. So he was really trying to 
shoot it and have the most wide appeal available at the time, which was a PG rating. A lot of the movies that people say are one of the scariest things and scariest movies, such as the original Poltergeist, a lot of people don't realize and forget that was rated at a PG. It didn't have a PG-13 rating. This was all before that existed. It was PG or it was R. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre got an R rating. Also, it got a ban in quite a few other countries. I don't believe that it's still banned to this very day. However, however, at that point in time, yeah, it was a pretty nasty film. And I think if you go back and watch it today, you'll find that it's actually pretty tame. I do want to provide some thoughts on the sequels. I think they made a mess out of the series. And I know that Toby Hooper was producer of, say, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot, which I didn't think was half bad. The strange thing about it was the prequel to that one actually feels more like a remake of the original film than what the actual reboot did. So it's kind of a strange thing that this really has little to no continuity between the series itself. Because I really do feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is almost like an actual reboot or maybe a reimagining of the first movie and it's also more comical it seems like toby hooper really wanted to go the opposite direction almost like an evil dead 2 style film and try to make something that was more humorous than anything but we really did not get the sequel we deserved and like i said before i don't know if the series really warranted further sequels but yet we got them I could take or leave them, to be honest with you. Any of the reboots or sequels or whatever you want to call them because the timeline is all screwed up, I really could just not watch them or watch them. It's all good. doesn't matter to me. The original is definitely the best one of the series. And if you have not seen it, definitely check it out. I think it's a requirement to see for all horror films. And also, it's interesting to read up the different articles as far as critics seeing different social and commentaries throughout the entire film. It's definitely a fascinating read. It's a fascinating movie. It's actually a great horror film as well. So, haven't seen it? Definitely check it out. And I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also got a website at adamanalyzes.com. And remember our contest. Check out our Instagram. We got that creep show photo up showing our prize. And basically all you have to do is just go ahead and tag two people in it. And that's it. We'll randomly draw a winner. But with that... Good night.